season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. We are here with the final episode of this Indiana Bowl series we've been working on these past couple weeks. Had some great content so far. Expect the same. I've really enjoyed this series so far, learning about the Indiana Bulls program as a whole, learning about all their different players, especially this 2024 team that we pretty much dug into these entire three weeks. It's a state-of-the-art team right there. I mean, I know they got 11 players committed to Power 5 schools right now. That number is going to continue to go up here as we move into their their junior, their senior years. Um, but just digging into today's prospect, the guy we got on the show, we got Griffin Tobias, 2024 class, going to IU, two-way player, um, great ball player, um, goes to Lake Central, one of those best high schools in Indiana, of course. Today we dig in what it's like to train for hitting and pitching, why he chose IU, dig in a little bit to his personal scouting report, what baseball's like in the region, because obviously that those region teams, people have a different mentality. So we dig into that, what's going on, just dig into his entire career so far. Um, so let's check it out, let's dig in, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have one of the top prospects in Indiana for the 2024 class from St. John, Indiana. Indiana Bulls black shortstop and right-handed pitcher. Indiana baseball commit. We got Griffin Tobias on the show. Griffin, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be on it. Of course. So one question I do like to ask everybody when they come on the podcast is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Griffin Tobias? Well, uh, to start off, I really didn't start off playing baseball. I started off playing golf. And then I really got into sort of baseball. And I would really describe myself as very humble. Um, I like to help people. I'm a big leader. I like to help younger guys get, uh, get in the love of baseball. And uh, here I am now playing for the Indiana Bulls. Um. Yeah, it's really how I would describe myself. I like to help the younger guys and really help young guys get better at them themselves and right. really just help them develop. Yeah. So let's let's dig into that a little bit about you started as a golfer. So when did you start golfing and when did you make that transition to being a baseball player? Uh, I started golfing probably as soon as I started walking. My grandpa was a big golfer and just handed me the, the clubs and I just started swinging away. I really started transitioning to baseball around like five years old, but I was still golfing really competitively. And then out of nowhere, I stopped golf and just started focusing on baseball. And I still play golf today, but mostly just big baseball guy. Yeah. So what was it that made you kind of focus more on baseball than golf? Was it just you enjoyed the sport better or was there something, what was that motivation to kind of just focus well, on baseball? With golf, it's kind of, you're on your own, like you're individualized. Uh, you it really matters how the game goes is how you play like your mindset every day. You really have no one else to help you Where in baseball. It's really like big team sport and you got all your guys around your cheering you on. Um, I like the adrenaline more in baseball. Like you get in a big moment and you really feel it like golf. 
I don't really have that drive with me. I have more of a big drive for baseball. Yeah. So I know when I was playing high school ball, like like coaches always said, really don't play golf because it could mess with your swing. So is that kind of does that affect you at all, kind of golfing and playing baseball? I actually think it kind of helps my swing. Okay. Um, I think it helps me like get my get really snappy. Like I have really snappy hips in golf, and it really helps. It keeps me like more explosive when it comes to my hips and hitting. So I know people tell me it's bad, but I I like to disagree. Okay. Well, I mean, I've never been a big golfer. I'll golf maybe twice a year or so, so I don't really know how it would affect it. I know when I go out to the when I go out to the golf course, like when I'm swinging, people tell me I'm still I still look like I'm swinging a baseball bat, and like my balls are going like 40 yards to the right or 40 yards to the left. But um, let's dig into that recruiting process to Indiana. So you've been committed to Indiana now for I mean almost a year. I saw it was last November you committed. So let's dig into that how on how that all got started. So when did that recruiting process start for you? Well, I didn't actually start talking to Indiana. I was talking to a few other schools, and it started probably mid-July, end of June, really, around that time period. Um, I really started talking to Xavier out of uh, Cincinnati, and I really, really loved the coaches there. But then uh, around end of July is when IU started to come watch me. Um, Then during fall ball, I went up to, like, a camp over there, and I really fell in love with the campus. Um. And I always wanted to go to IU since I was little. A big, uh, had a big IU banner, and I had a bunch of IU basketball stuff. So I really always wanted to go there. And then as soon as I met the coaches, I just fell in love with them. And I really think that's the place where it's going to help me develop to be my full potential. Yeah. So when when Xavier started first start uh, started talking to you, who were some of those other schools you said uh, that uh, you started talking, talking to? Uh, Cincinnati was a big one. Uh, Kentucky, I had a – they were talking to me for a little bit. Uh, Purdue. And I was starting to talk to North Carolina, but then I committed to IU, so I was fine with that. Okay. So, so with with Xavier being that first school, I mean, obviously your old teammate Connor Mishk, or however you pronounce his last name, he's going there too. So is there kind of like a connection between their coaching staff and your head coach, or was it kind of just a coincidence that they, they liked both your guys' talents? Well, it was mostly Connor. Connor was really getting me kind of like talking to Xavier really he's introducing me to like Billy talking to me about Billy Billy's the head coach there Billy's a great guy I love talking to him um but Connor really kind of got me motivated to talking to them so all right so when you were starting to talk to those teams before IU got into the mix so Xavier Cincinnati Purdue uh some of those other schools you mentioned what were some of those initial conversations like were they kind of pitching to pitching the school to you or they kind of getting to know you uh, just take us through some of those initial phone calls or some initial in-person meetings. So I was really, they were just getting to know me. I was so new to the recruiting process when I was talking to Xavier and I was really like a yes guy, like yes, yes all the time. But then after a while I started asking my own questions and really like picking their brain at the school. Cause like these recruiting guys are trying to sell you to their school and you really got to yeah. find like the right questions to ask them so you can figure out where you want to go. So yeah. that's really what really started there. So as you were going through this process, even, I mean, before Indiana even made it into the mix and then after they did, uh, what were some of the key things that you were looking for in a school and a coaching staff? Um, Well, for school point of view, academic wise, I really want to go somewhere with business and both IU and Xavier had a big business school. And really that was sort of like my top two I was going for. And then for the development point of view, I really want to, 
proceed to possibly go to play professional baseball. And I was really just looking at what school is going to get me stronger, get me on a better nutrition plan, get me hitting better, just develop me to be my full potential, like I said. Yeah. So I take it with Indiana and Xavier kind of being your first, your top two schools. Did you, I assume you've been on visits to both schools already, right? Yeah, I've been, I've been to both. Okay. So kind of take us through that Xavier visit, uh, like what they were showing you, some things that you liked about it, and then take us through the Indiana visit and how the two compare. So the Xavier one, um, obviously it's a big East and the the school's a little smaller and I like kind of like the bigger schools, but uh, it was a really nice school. It was probably just outside of Cincinnati, and they had very nice facilities. Just a little smaller than IU, but a great facility. They just turfed it. Um, they're doing a bunch of new renovations over there, I know now, but it was different when I was there. It was all grass and dirt, but it was beautiful field. The school was in the background of the field, which I really liked, and it was kind of a hitter's part. They had a deep valley, so. So as you're going through this process, obviously Xavier and IU, they're both kind of your top two schools. What was it that put IU on top over Xavier? Well, as soon as I sat on campus at IU, I just, I fell in love with the the environment. It's a beautiful school. And then, as I said, as soon as I met the coaches, it was like game over. I just, oh, wow. I I love you guys. Yeah. So how long, how long was it that you knew that IU was like, okay, I feel like I'm going to go to IU, but I'm still going to wait it out a little bit. How long did you know that IU was the place before you actually committed there last November? Uh, probably once I stepped on campus, it's, it was probably two weeks after I started talking to them. I was like, wow, I really want to go here. But there's still like a side of me that like, like a 5% of me that still wanted to see what was out there. All right. So you, so actually one of your other, one of your current teammates on the Indiana Bulls black, Braden Thomas is committed to go to IU as well. I believe he committed a little bit before you. So how was your guys' relationship and did he kind of play a role and maybe convince you to try to go to IU? No, he didn't really convince me. It was more like he guided me. He kind of told me about the coaches, what they're like. You know, he had a better connection than me because I didn't really – I wasn't committed yet, so I didn't get to talk to them as much as he did. And so he really just guided me towards the process, like, hey, this guy's this guy, and he's great at this. He's a lovable person. He does this. It was really like that sort of conversation with Brayton. Okay. So have you been able to build relationships with any other future teammates? Because obviously I know Hogan Denny is another IU commit from in-state. A lot of other guys in the 23 class or even guys who are there now. Have you been able to build any relationships with any of those guys? Yeah, I've talked to former IU guys. Matt Lewicki was a big guy. He kind of helped me. Talked about He talked about IU, how it's a great school, how it's a great program. He really, I asked him a bunch of questions there and he really helped me figure out my decision from there. So, yeah. So how's so talking about relationships, how's your relationship with that Indiana coaching staff? How has that evolved since you've committed to the school? Uh, we talk uh, probably once in a while. Um, it's really busy during school periods to try to like call them. So I, we talk probably once in a while and just catch up on stuff, school, how's everything doing family wise. Yeah. So with that, with that September 1st deadline quickly approaching, I mean, we're like two weeks away now to where, I mean, you'll be able to talk with Mercer and Simmons and all those guys um, a lot easier instead of yeah. doing it the way you do now. So what are you looking forward to most once that deadline comes up? Uh, to build a better connection with them. Um, I'll be able to text them or call them daily, which would be awesome, or whenever I want, and they can text me back, which would be great. Um, just a better connection overall. 
Yeah. So right now, since it's not since you still have to you still have that little restriction on contacting those coaches. So how do you how does how does that whole process work? Do you have to text your travel ball coach first to text them, or how exactly is that NCAA rule? Well, they can like see my text. They can't really reply to it. Um, so they can I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna call you in this minute, and I'd call them, and they'd either answer, or they don't answer, and then I would text them again. It's re- it's so hard to communicate with them. Um, usually I'd, during the recruiting process, it was easier because they had my coach text me at this certain amount of time. But now it's like kind of more difficult when they can't reply to text. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's just such a because I mean, for baseball, I mean, there's so many guys who commit before that September 1st of their junior year. I mean, hell, I mean, I think all the top like the top 15 guys in Indiana, according to PBR, are like, I mean, they're all committed to those power five schools, including yeah. yourself. So, I mean, that's just. I mean, for baseball, I mean, that just seems like it's such a like a dumb rule. I mean, for football, basketball, maybe I get it because kids aren't really committing until it's their like end of junior year, senior year. But for baseball, I mean, you guys are committing so early nowadays. So, I mean, that's just that's just a rule that I don't I don't really get. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of that rule. Yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned Matt Litwicky. I believe he went to Lake Central High School as well, right? Yes, he did. Okay, so I mean, Lake Central, you guys have had tons of success in just developing players. I mean, you've got Connor, um, the guy had, go, going to Xavier this year, Matt yep. Santana, a year ahead of you. Obviously, you going to IU, Litwicky. I'm sure there's other guys that I really don't know of, but um, all those guys going to big schools. What's kind of led to that set of that success at developing players at Lake Central in your in your point of view? Uh, we have a uh, our coach there is very, he has a very tight program and just big on like getting people big you know obviously training the baseball aspect but he's really big on uh training uh we focus on a tight schedule it's always organized he's super organized what he does making sure people are training in and out um it's really everyone wants to work there there's always someone that wants to take your spot at lake central because it's such a big school so you always have to work no matter what and everyone's really working every day so that's the one thing about our school everyone works because everyone we have five d1 commits in our infield and so everyone's always working that's the thing that happens there okay so who are some of those other guys obviously you and santana but who are some of those other guys committed right now uh josh adams he's also on the bulls he's going to ball state okay and then we have a hunter snyder he's actually going to columbia okay okay where's Okay, man, that's I mean that is such a loaded team. I mean, I know I'm from Northern Indiana too. I'm more out towards that Fort Wayne area. So I mean, I always hear the teams Penn, Andrean, Lake Central, but I didn't realize you guys had that many commits um, in your infield. Yeah. So what 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 was the last year's high school season like? I mean, adding Connor to that mix besides the guys you mentioned there. Um. So what was last high school season like? How'd you guys compete? Oh, it was it was amazing. It's probably one of my favorite high school seasons I've had so far. It was like a brotherhood. Connor was like kind of the big leader, the the big dog, and he was just helping us get better every day. Like we all yeah. wanted to win state, but overall we didn't win state, but we still grew as a team. We still hang out as a team. It's really a big brotherhood. Yeah. So how far did you guys make it last year? I know I was interviewing, I think it was, I can't remember if it was RJ Cromarty. Did, did Penn face you guys? Or did you guys, who'd you, yeah, who'd we you guys? Faced, uh, we faced Penn in the regional championship and ended up losing on a, a walk-off single. Oh man. So take yeah. us through that game a little bit. You guys, I mean, you guys are almost heading to semi-state facing Penn. Um, obviously a great game, two great programs. So kind of take us through that game a little bit. Uh, yeah, we were 
playing at Laporte Field, which is a beautiful field. Uh, Mish started that game, Connor. Um, he was doing all right, and then he had some, I think, arm issues, so he came out. And then I came in for the rest, for the five innings, and then I last inning I ended up giving up a walk and then a single and then another single, and they scored. Okay. So what's what's his outlook on next season going to be like? So you mentioned all those guys who are committed to D1 schools. Um, what's the outlook on some of these other teams in your area who you guys compete up against? And what what's your guys' goals here this upcoming season? Uh, well, our upcoming season, obviously, win regionals and keep improving on every year. But we really want to go – we want to have an undefeated season in our conference and tr- really try not to lose a game is our big standpoint. Yeah. So this is one question I kind of like to ask you younger guys um, just to kind of see what, what it's like. So playing, just finishing your second high school season um, just a couple months ago, what would you say would be toughest when you're facing travel, when you're facing travel ball teams and you're facing the elite prospects of your age group, or when you're playing high school teams in that North, that Northwestern Indiana area, when you're facing guys who are 17, 18 years old and they're heading to college that next year. Well, the hardest part is just staying mentally. Like, obviously, you're going to struggle. Like, I struggled a lot this year, and it just sometimes I just mentally shut down. But then I, after I grew and realized, like, you're going to struggle at the game of baseball, you're supposed to fail. So you got you got to fail and realize that, hey, you got to fix this or do this or just relax. Yeah. So moving more direct your, directly into your travel ball career. So talking about the Indiana Bulls, you play for them now. You guys are absolutely loaded, have, like, 11, 12 guys committed to Power 5. Um, so just dig, dig us into how you started your travel ball career, where you played at before the Bulls, and then how you got connected with them. So before the Bulls, I was playing for a team around where I live called the Dirtbags, and we were actually pretty solid. Um, one of those kids actually plays on the Bulls now too. And then around 15 U is when I went to the Bulls, and I've been playing there ever since. Um, Bulls is really just, again, a big brotherhood. It's really – it's just a different game of baseball around the indie area. Um, everyone speaks the language. Everyone has something new to share, and it's just – I love talking to them about what pitches they throw. It's its just amazing watching these guys come together. Yeah. So what's that biggest difference between programs? Obviously, that Bulls team, I mean, you guys go nationwide, you go down to Atlanta, Florida, all those big tournaments. What's the big differences you've seen in between the Dirtbacks program and the Bulls? Well, the biggest difference I've seen is just the language everyone speaks. Um, everyone speaks a different language of baseball. And it's really fun listening to everyone talk about their development. So who, so on that Bulls team, obviously you guys just had four guys commit to power with uh, Jace, RJ, uh, Joe, and Simon all committing that same week. Who are some other guys to be on the lookout for who maybe flown underneath the radar so far but will probably be committing to schools here pretty soon? Uh, McCoy, Caden McCoy is a big guy to look out for, uh, lefty pitcher. Um, A.J. Beggs would be another guy. He's our catcher. Solid catcher. He'd be another one to look out. He's a sneaky guy. With you having one – so, obviously, you just ended your um, your second to last year of travel ball. Do you have any more events going on this fall at all? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing uh, some fall ball tournaments with uh, Team Indiana. It's both, mostly a Bulls team. Um, it's a uh, 17U team with – I think Wiggins is on it. Uh, Jace Lee is on it. Uh, I think we go down to Jupiter. Okay. So, that'd be a fun tournament. Yeah. So when you're, when you're playing in the fall ball, what's that schedule like when you're going to school five days a week? I mean, do you play football at all either, or no, are you just a baseball guy? No, I'm just a baseball guy. Okay, so what's that schedule like when you're going to school five days a week, and then on the weekends, maybe you're going to Jupiter, maybe you're going to Grand Park. 
Uh, what's that schedule look like? Uh, crazy because I got to keep up on school. Um, it's just crazy because I got to make sure I do all my homework and make sure I'm still keeping up with grades. Yeah. So just looking back into your travel ball career, obviously you have this fall, you have next summer to look forward to as well. Um, just looking back into playing for the Bulls these past couple seasons, playing for the Dirtbags, what has been some of your favorite memories of travel ball so far? Just some just some things when you think about travel ball. My favorite memories? Um, definitely we have uh, some hotels for the Bulls that had pool tables, and we do like pool tournaments all day long if we didn't have games or after games. That's probably one of my favorite memories. Moving, moving it more into your, just your actual play on the field. So like we talked about before we started recording, you are a shortstop and a pitcher. You're going to play as a two-way in, in, uh, in college. So what's that like? How are you preparing yourself for both sides of the ball? Well, I'm training in uh, every day, uh, throwing probably four times a week right now. Uh, really hitting almost every day. I try to. It's really hard training as a two-way guy because you have to both be a great pitcher and a great hitter. And sometimes I struggle on the hitting part because I'm focusing too much on the pitching part. So it's kind of finding a balance of how you yeah. choose to work for both. Yeah. So what would you say would be your um, your better side as a pitcher or as a position player? Well, I don't know because it's like 50-50 sometimes. Like sometimes I'm great on both sides and sometimes I'm iffy on some. Um, I try to stay like even throughout okay. like 50-50 with both sides. Yeah. So I know you're listed as a shortstop, but do you play second and third base as well, or do you kind of just stay uh, stay at shortstop? I can play anywhere in the infield. Um, we try to move it around for the Bulls, but I mostly play shortstop. I know for high school this year I'll be playing – I played third the last two years, but I think this year I'm going to be playing second because I'll be pitching more. Okay. Just kind of keep, keep keeping your arm protected a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So – uh, just digging into your hitting the hitting side of things. So when you're when you're on the on deck circle, you're watching the pitcher, you're watching the guy in front of you. What's going through your mind? And then when you're walking up to the batter's box, what's kind of your hitting approach as you approach each at bat? On deck, I'm really just trying to try uh, timing the fastball. Because if you can hit the fastball, you can hit anything else. I'm really working on just getting my foot down and seeing what the pitcher's throwing in different counts. And then as soon as I get to the plate, I just think see ball, hit ball. You don't need to think anything when you're up there. You just see ball, hit ball. Yeah. So how does how does that approach change when you get two strikes on you? Do you have a do you have a solidly different two strike approach, or do you kind of go about it uh, the same way throughout the at bat? For two strikes, they really just spread out. I try to think the other way for fastballs, and then off speed if it's anywhere close, I try to follow it off or hit it up the middle. It's okay. really just fastball, curveball is what I'm looking for. All right. So moving on to like more pitching side of things. What's your pitching repertoire? What are some different pitches that you're throwing right now? Uh, well, I'm throwing a four seam, and then I have a two seam to follow that. And I'm also throwing a uh, changeup and a, a little slider I've been working on. Okay. So what would you say might be the, might be the pitch that needs the most work right now? Probably my changeup. I just figured out how to finally throw that. I've been struggling the past years with uh, figuring out how to – really throw it i've been spiking a lot but this year i really figured out how to get through the ball and get it get that for two strike pitches yeah so are you tr are you trying to add any other pitches to your repertoire right now or are you pretty set with the couple pitches you have no i'm pretty set right now um, okay so going into that, that slider and that change up so 
when you did add those to your pitching repertoire, how did you go about it? Like how, what is your approach to when you're adding new pitches to your repertoire? Are you doing just off season or how exactly you go about that? So with first developing my changeup, I just started throwing it on flat ground really just to catch for catch play and really just working on pronating my wrist and feeling the seams off my fingers um, for that. And I really figured out how to throw that probably January when I started doing more bullpens, which was fun. So I'd get live hitters and they'd all roll out in front of it. And it just, it was fun seeing my development actually play in game. Yeah. So playing for the Bulls and playing in Northwest Indiana where baseball talent is, uh, who would you say has been the toughest hitter and the toughest pitcher that you've faced? Um, just these past couple seasons? Probably my own teammate, Josh Adams. We do live ABs, and he would just absolutely rake me. Um, but towards a, an opponent, my hardest hitter definitely has to be uh, probably this pen guy, He this lefty pen hitter. I think he was like three for three off me, and he ended up hitting a walk-off. He kind of okay. owned me. Yeah. So when you're when you're playing high school ball, do you ever play up against some of your your Indiana Bulls teammates at all? Yeah, I played uh, Jason Lee. Uh, we'd go down for like a round robin down at the down in Westfield. I play all those teams. I played Zionsville Simon. So what's that? What's that like? Your other teammates like is competitive competitiveness going on there, or do you kind of just treat it like every other at bat? Well, I try to treat it that every at bat, but obviously I want to I want to win the AB because obviously if I don't win it, they're going to have bragging rights or it's really just a big competitive game when I'm up there yeah. when he's on the mound or one of my teammates are on the mound. Yeah. So have you gotten the chance to play up against any of your future IU teammates at all? Because, I mean, I know that even though Northwest Indiana is great, I mean, there isn't another IU commit around that area, right? So have you got the chance to play up against any of those guys? I played uh, against Wiggins when I was on the uh, – 15U Bulls, we scrimmaged the 16U. I okay. ended up pitching against Wiggins and them. All right. So, I mean, Wiggins, I mean, he's a he's a top 100 guy for this upcoming draft here in 2023. So, go through that at bat. What, what was your approach against him, and what were you trying to do? I just started off. I'm like, I'm just going to go at him. If he hits me, he hits me. I started off, I think, fastball, fastball, and then dropped a breaker in there and ended up getting him out. Okay. So as you head into IU's campus here in the fall of 2024, what's some of the biggest things that you're wanting to work on in your game? So one thing for pitching, one thing for hitting that you kind of want to work on the most before you head to the, um, before you head to Bloomington? Uh, work on the most for hitting, stay consistent um, through my top hand. I've been kind of dropping my barrel a little bit. I just need a stronger top hand. And I want to get really stronger so I can really hold on to the bat more. I can be able to control the bat more. And for pitching – I really just want to get stronger and be able to throw a little harder to be the good one and just keep working on my off speed and getting that more uh, nastier, gross or whatever you guys call it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what are you looking forward to most to going to Bloomington? Because obviously, I mean, I go to Bloomington, I go to IU now, but what just for you being a high school kid, what are you looking forward to most to get into college, playing college ball and just being a college student? Well, obviously, everyone's going to say, like, making friends or developing, but I really want to get, like, obviously close with my friends. But I want to find a leader that can, like, drive me to be my best. I want to, I want that older or that upperclassman to really guide me to be yeah. my, my, my full potential. Yeah. So, going when you were going through that recruiting process to IU, obviously, 
trying to look at who are some other guys committed in your class. So was that did that play a role at all of maybe the competitive side of things when you're a shortstop and a pitcher to where you see, all right, well, there's already been a shortstop committed to IU or there's already a, lots of pitchers. Did that play a role at all or did you kind of just go because you loved IU? Uh, well, I didn't go because I loved IU. I, I got a great offer and I got – I really got in touch with the coaches and got a deep connection with them and realized, hey, this is, the, this is probably the best place for me. Yeah. So go, being committed to IU now, are you a big IU football basketball guy or you follow, is there another team around the state or around the Midwest that you like to follow for those sports? Well, I've always been a big IU basketball fan, so I still follow them. Um, okay. I just watch yep. all college football. It's fun to watch them. Yeah. So you've been to Assembly Hall basketball games? Uh, I, I haven't watched any of that, but I did get to walk on the court when I visited IU. Well, What's your what's your approach? What's your uh, expectations on this year's basketball team? You think we're gonna be pretty solid? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I hope so. Then it's on and off every year. Yeah, I mean, we, always, we always have those high expectations. I mean, but I have the high expectations we've had in a long time. So I'm hoping for yeah. a pretty pretty solid pretty solid. Uh, yeah, being too. up there in John, uh, I close to. I mean, that's in the region, so that's close to Chicago. So, are you a Cubs White Sox guy, or do you like to follow someone else around the league? Uh, I'm I'm kind of both. I've been to both uh, parks, um, so it doesn't really matter for me. I I like the Cubs a little bit more, I guess. So yeah. So be being that two way player, do you like to watch Shohei Otani a little bit more, or do you kind do you not really pay attention to that at all? I I like watching. He's kind of a, he's he's a beast. Yeah. Um. So just moving on to some things beyond the baseball field, but questions just some stuff besides baseball so when you're not playing ball what are some of your passions beyond the field uh i'm a big outdoors guy i like to go fishing obviously golf like i talked about but anything outdoors i love doing okay so you said lake central is a pretty big high school How many kids are in your graduating class uh probably at least 1500 maybe okay. uh, probably, no take that back probably like a thousand maybe 900 to a thousand okay so when you have so i went to a pretty small high school but when you have that many kids in a graduating class like do you like do you know everyone in there like can you walk into a class with full of people graduating that same year and will you know everybody or are you going to just see people for the first time you've never met before i i have no idea i haven't even seen people from my my eighth grade graduating class it's it's such a big school you barely see anyone you know Wow, that is that's just absolutely crazy. It's like just me going to such a small high school, and sometimes when I talk to players who go to a big high school and they talk about, oh, um, I'm starting my senior year and I have classes, I have classes right now with kids I never even met. Um, that's 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 crazy. But with you guys having such a big high school, like is that town of St. John? Is that a bigger is that a bigger town or how how exactly how big is that town? Well, there's three towns that feed into our school, uh, so it's really. All, all those three towns combined feeding into Lake Central. Okay. So I got one last question. So, so obviously, name likeness, that's a huge thing. You graduate from, from high school and you do head value, you're going to have that opportunity. So you, once you to campus, what would be one dream brand that you'd love to work with? One dream brand? Like throughout the entire like brands? Any type of brand, it could be baseball related. Couldn't be. It doesn't have to be. Um, 
So anything Midwest region, anything around the nation, any, any brand, any brand that you can think of. Cool. Um, let's see. Brand. You gotta give me a second on this one. I gotta think of this one. All right. Like, what would you pick? Like, give me an example of what you would pick. So let's say if I was a ball player and I was going to like IU, um, I would maybe go, there's a, there's a bat company. I like, I like called Titan bat company. They're based out of uh, Kokomo. I do like their stuff. I like their, I like their brand, just what, what they're about. Um, if it wasn't for about baseball, uh, man, uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I mean, I guess I asked this question to everybody. I've never really thought about it for myself. Um, so I would say Titan Bat Company for that baseball related. And if I didn't have to, if it didn't have to be baseball related, I would go. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to say like Michelob Ultra or Crown Royal or something like that. But I don't think I don't. That's not something that you can go. Um, man, I don't know. Yeah, it's do tough. You, I think I would go. If I had to do baseball point, I'd go Homewood Bats. There's a big uh, wood bat company uh, right outside of uh, my town, about 30 minutes away, and I love their bats. I know the owner and stuff. They actually uh, – the White Sox actually use them too. So I really okay. – they're really nice wood. But I, I'm a big old Hickory fan too for wood, so maybe they would give me some love. That would be great. Yeah. So may, I guess maybe I could go – maybe I guess I could go with one of my podcast sponsors in uh... – anchor the app that i use for this okay i, mean, I guess I, I guess that's something i could do i don't know but um so for the homewood back company how'd you get connected with them because i know homewood titan they're big competitors so how'd you get connected with homewood back company uh, uh let's see i i've been to their shop probably many times and i just ended up getting one of their bats to try it out because why not because my buddy uses them and then ended up really liking them and then the owner came and watched us down and Fort Myers and he ended up giving me some bats and some shirts which was cool and now I have a big connection with him okay so maybe maybe you could connect connect me with that guy maybe I get him on the podcast talk about how his how his company all got started and what his plans are for the future with the company oh yeah I'd I'd love to get you guys connected awesome man well I list all the questions I got for you I really appreciate you coming on the show um I know it's like I said I go to IU so I'm sure I'll be able to uh, watch watch you play here in a couple of years get you some podcast merch stuff like that so um just really thank you i want uh, really appreciate you coming on the show yeah thanks for having me man i had a i had a blast and that's gonna do it for another episode of the jkr podcast gonna do it for this entire indiana bowl series as a whole very interesting guys here with this Indiana Bulls program. Great organization. Loves talking to all these guys. Love learning about them, like I've said, all weekend. Really thankful for this to be be happening, to talk to all these Indiana Bulls players. Uh, just thank, thank you to all of them for coming on the show. Um, we got even some more great series on the way these next couple weeks, these next couple months. Got some big things in the works. But for these next couple weeks, we are steering away from the actual baseball players as a whole, maybe going to this business side of baseball just for a little bit. Got a bat grip company, got a big time media company coming on, a couple other uh, little businesses, baseball businesses coming on as well. Um, but to find out who those guys are for any more updates, check out our website. That's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com and our social medias. That's going to be Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. 
all going to be at JKR underscore podcast. So check those out. Keep listening, and I'll catch you guys next week.